Milky Chocolate, the Tardigrade. I'm Jasmine. I swear on Satan, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, That's my headcanon. Okay. Into it, into it, into it, into it. All of it. I'm Mel's. I love it. Dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and if you're watching TV. I love it. Make sure it's damn fine TV. This is amazing. That's, that was awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember way back, early 2020, we might have just wrapped up like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I think we were really just trying to figure out what Damn Fine TV was going to be. Like, we were covering The Outsider, I think, on HBO, but we were also like giving out trash flags and uh, Mm -hmm. gold stars to shows that we were watching throughout the week. And then we tried to do like TV news tidbits too, I think. And like one of the first yeah. things we talked about was the teaser trailer that came out all all that time ago of Hopper basically, well, in what we thought was Russia, right? And yep. then yep. we talked about how excited we were and how Stranger Things was like the perfect show for the two of us to cover. And then you know, COVID or whatever. And like two and a half years late. I know it feels like that was so long ago because I mean, it was, but finally, finally we're here. Yeah. COVID, you got a trash flag. Um, I know. And we were so pumped Mm -hmm. when, you know, um, when we saw the teaser and all of that. So, but here we are two and a half years later and I'm what I think, We had to wait for what it is all about. And I mean, we got to thank Steve for sorting it out for us. But it's boobies. Oh, it is all about boobies. Yes. You like boobies. I like boobies. (laughs) It's boobies. It's boobies. (laughs) That is one of my favorite scenes in this first episode because it is so genuine like from Steve. I think that is exactly the kind of conversation that that kid would have. (laughs) <laughs> but it's also like it's also really nice just to see him and Robin getting along so nicely, yeah. particularly because and and they touch on the whole like stigma of her being, you know, gay or lesbian, whatever. But they just have this really genuine, great friendship where I mean, low bar, but like it is what it is. He doesn't care. He doesn't really. He, I think he genuinely loves the fact that he's got a best friend. That's a girl that also likes boobies like. I 100% agree. That is so Steve. Because like, he, yeah, I mean, just think about it. He can talk about Heidi, Linda, whoever else. Like, Because then he showed up at the basketball game with somebody that he was not even talking about. I don't think so, yeah. Um, But yeah, just to like talk to somebody, but have a female perspective. Yes. You know, just on like a relationship type thing and all of that. I, I... I'm here to tell you, A, screaming, screaming that Stranger Things is back. I'm so fucking excited. I can't contain it. Um, And this first episode, I could have I could have cried because I was like, this is what we've been needing. I mean, not to shit on other TV shows that we've been. I mean, obviously, we're in the midst of or wrapping up here now, like our rewatch of Twin Peaks, which is always going to be great. But really, it's because TV's kind of been lacking. So, I mean, for Stranger Things to be back and to come back like this, because wow, Bob, wow. Ooh, it came back. Yes. And all of the little catching up that we did with all the characters, yeah. I was just, I mean, I've I got the, I've got the chili bumps right now because it was just so good. It was so good. I missed it. I know. I missed it so much too. And I don't think I even realized how much I missed it until we were like we were, you know, into the first episode. And I was just like, this is a happy place for me. I love yeah. this universe. I love this world. Um, there is you know, we've had some hits along the way, like Yellow Jackets was certainly something oh, yeah. to get excited about. But there is a very distinct magic to Stranger Things that mm, another show hasn't quite captured yet. You know, like it's still somehow like mining the amazingness of the 80s without feeling totally cliche, like uh-huh. still like it's still managing to do all of those things. And I'm really blown away by this first episode being so much darker. I don't know that, like, I'm scared by it, but it's certainly scarier than the show has been. 
Um, yeah. So it's it's moving into more adult themes, I think, while also like holding on to that magic and that like nostalgia thing that it has, but still like evolving with the characters as they grow older, evolving with the audience as it's growing older and going to darker and scarier places while still being the same old quirky stranger things that we love. Absolutely. I mean, listen, by the end of the episode, I was screaming, what in the Freddy Krueger nightmare on Elm Street is going on (gasps) The ending is so good. Holy moly. Yeah. I mean, like, y'all should probably know by now, I stan Freddy Krueger. I want him to come back. Hey, hello, universe, and manifesting it. Give us another nightmare, please. But this was amazing because, like, everything with Chrissy, I was like, this... This is such a beautiful way, in my opinion, to pay like homage to that uh, type of horror, right? Like sure. it's in your dreams, but it's it's it affects you in reality. Also, oh God, I was just I mean, I'm sorry, Chrissy, R.I.P., I guess. I don't Oof. know, yeah. but I, but I did enjoy watching your death. I'm so sorry. That's so uh oh, but it was re- it was like the effects were great. And I love that you're bringing up Nightmare, but I feel like it's touching on so many fit like haunted house vibes I'm getting from this. Like the bone breaking yeah. to me felt very much like exorcist, like just weird oh, movements yeah. of joints and stuff that normally I really don't like. But in this instance, I don't know what it was. Just, you know, maybe that magic of stranger things, but Whew, that ending was awesome. And just, you know, Eddie shaking her and being like, I don't like this, Chrissy. Time to wake up. <laughs> oh, my God. And I mean, again, I'm going to repeat myself, but just the like time to wake up and be like trying to shake her awake yeah. and like, oh, God, I've just fucking loved it. Yeah. And I love Eddie. Ooh, I, yes. I, I have the biggest, hey, I'm sorry, Mr. C, move over. We got a new boy that I'm in love with. I knew you would be in love with this guy. <laughs> like, I just fucking knew it. I love you, Eddie. Take me to bed. Now, what is that something in Top Gun? It's like, take me to bed and lose me forever. Something like that. But You want to go to anyway. Betty with Eddie? Oh, Betty with Eddie. Betty with Eddie. Hey, Woo! hey. Um, He's fantastic, it. though. He is a very welcomed addition to this cast. I wasn't sure at first. He is making a lot of interesting choices with his movements, his physicality, his reactions, but I am here for it. He's very theatrical, and on the second watch through for me, it was really solidified like, okay, he's bringing something different to this that I'm really enjoying. It's very welcome. And and I, I love that. It, I think what I love most about Eddie, honestly, is like what you just said is the is the theatrics or like the the physicality of it. I mean, I love the interaction with the Hellfire Club. Yeah. I loved like obviously, I mean, if you've ever played Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons, I did back Which in you my have, day. yeah. Yeah. It is so fun like that, though. I mean, like, the game is so dramatic. You know what I mean? And, like, you, you've you got these characters you've made up and the stories. And so just listening to him tell the story, oh, you know, yeah. while they were there. And then also, like, the interactions with Chrissy, even in the woods, like, when he was like, you don't remember me? And it was, like, the heart thing. I mean, listen, I'm here for it. Like, I want a very... um I, I want a theatrical or like a dramatic character like that. And I think that's what really drew me into him, to be honest. And the mullet. It is fucking fantastic. He's pulling it it's off beautiful. somehow, too. Yeah. Like, it's just really working for him. Gosh, I think I yeah. was really nervous when I first saw him that we were just going to have another Billy. And I, I really did not like Billy at all. I And in fact, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. There's some... I guess we don't really see it in this first episode. Full transparency, I've seen up to five, but I'm obviously going to be, you know, tight-lipped and about I've only stuff. Seen but... to, I've only seen one because yeah. I can't be tight-lipped. So <laughs> that, I did that as a favor for everyone out there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's clear in this episode, though, that Max is missing her brother and, like, whatever, mm. no shade, but Billy sucked from the beginning. Like, he was a racist well, douchebag, so I don't miss it, him. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what's going on going on with Max because, mm-hmm. I mean, not to take away the fact that she did lose her brother. I mean, of course, that's traumatic. And also, 
we are in the Stranger Things world, so the way that he died oh, was for sure. very traumatic yeah. right in front of our eyes. But um, Billy was, I mean, he was hot as fire, but I hated him. Like, I only wanted to, I, I wanted to mute while he was talking and just watch him. You sure, know, it was like fair. one of those things. Yeah. But I, I'm interested, though, because yeah, taking away like the obvious trauma with losing a brother, he was not good to her or anybody else. So it's very no, it's not like they were super close and right. you know, yeah. But I I will say when we're on the topic of Max, I think I think her name is Sadie Sink. I feel really bad for calling her Sadie Sink if that's not her last name. But um, anyway, Sadie is the yeah. real standout for me in this episode, and it's all from that scene with the counselor. Like, the way she's fidgeting with the uh, headphone wire, uh, the way her leg is shaking, uh, when she's, like, trying to hold back tears. I think she has come—she was great when she first came on the scene, but I think she's just really come a long way in the more dramatic parts of stuff. She's always had really great comedic timing, I think, but— that scene has really stuck with me. And even just watching her walk through the hallways with her headphones on. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kate Bush running up that I hill. Like, I mean, that is, yeah. I've literally been listening to it on repeat since I first Love saw it. this episode on Friday. <laughs> but I mean, even just her walking through the halls that way, she captured something uh, so relatable about high school and the way that you can feel as a young girl in high school and just like watching everybody else, you know, gather around you and how isolating it can sometimes feel. I just I'm in love with her and big surprise because she's a redhead. So come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, <clears throat> I agree. Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. What I love, too, about where Max's story and the way that we're describing it right now is when you look at Elle or Jane. Yeah. I was like, come on. I know. I don't know what to call her either, but I think maybe we can go back and forth. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Will still calls her that. That's true. That's true. So, but it's a very interesting contrast to, because what Elle is going through at, you know, her high school now, you know, in California. Yeah. I know that she's obviously... She's learning still, right? But you can see there it still would be an isolating um, you know, feeling and everything. And I yeah. think obviously it does get to her by the end of what we, the last thing we see with her, but it's such a contrast to what she's writing to Mike that I'm just like, are you like, mm-hmm. are you still trying to figure it out? Or so that's very interesting to watch these two like s- parallels because they really are both, you know isolating but just the way one is perceiving it and understanding it and the way that the other is yeah it it makes my heart ache because it's like these two would have been so good for each other going into that high school setting for the first time and they don't have each other and I hate it I hate hate it it. but I'm also like okay I understand that they want Elle to kind of they're trying to socialize her basically they're trying to like give her a normal life but she does not have the same emotional maturity as grade nine kids and like she I don't think is ready to be in that setting I don't know what else you do for a kid in that situation apart from homeschooling but I mean that might make things worse I don't know I but she's But poor thing, that class presentation, that was another, I think, I think in general, this first episode does such a great job of capturing certain things about the high school experience. Like just, you know, we could even talk about like the conversation between Lucas, Dustin and Mike. It's like that sadness of kind of growing away from your old friends, but the joy and excitement of like finding new identities and getting involved in new groups and new interests and stuff. And, you know, how do you navigate that? And then the dread of fucking class presentations because hated them so much. (laughs) And like, I still, you know, we do this all the time. I still get nervous when we go live and stuff because I, I fucking hated presentations. And I mean, like, I'm not trying to brag, but I was popular, so I didn't get made fun of while I was doing my presentation. But even as a popular kid, even as a popular kid, you still get nervous for shit like that. Because no matter what, you're being judged, even if nobody's saying it out loud because they're too afraid of you or whatever. But this poor girl. And Angela, Angela needs to be taken down. What a bitch. Eat a bag of dicks, bitch. Yes, That's how I feel. Eat a bag of dicks. Um... (laughs) 
Well, it's interesting. Well, for me, like, I got such anxiety by self as soon as Elle went up there to do her presentation. Ooh, I was like, sweats, oh, God. right? I was like, not this. I can't take it. And it's so funny because, I mean, I am obviously not in high school anymore, but it has, it's, it's like PTSD for, sure. for high school stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was like, quote unquote, popular. I, I, the things that I liked, which if you're a regular listener, you know, are, are just not things that really fit into where I grew up. Right. So yeah, I kind of always, but I never felt like an outsider like I didn't get picked on or anything like that but I also just didn't I mean people people were indifferent to me I guess is what I'm trying to say so if I did get up you know when I got up and had to do presentations nobody was bullying or picking on me but also nobody was really fucking interested in anything I was saying it's kind of a nice middle of the road for high school though like no eyes are on you in either way you know so you know, the, yeah. that's the perks of being a wallflower. There you and go. And that's a great book. There you if go. If you ever want to read an amazing book. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, and I'm going to tell you, I cried. I cried. I cried. Let's just put it that way. When she was up there with her diorama. What? It, oh, man, I wish I had wrote down the way that she had pronounced dior, diorama. But it was so quirky. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, diorama. I mean, bless her heart, you know. But um, it made me cry because she was like, you know, this is my dad, Hopper. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, the squirrel and all, you know. All the, Total tug on God. your heartstrings moment. I'm trying not to cry right now. But yeah, you know, and and then her defending him like he saved. He was in the newspaper. He saved. He's a hero. And a Hopper is definitely a hero. But I just I hate all of that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But it's Again, so eat a real. bag of dicks, Angela. But yeah. it's so real. Like the the prissy, popular, like, oh, I just, I need to point this out to make you look bad because, oh my God, aren't you so stupid? Like that is so fucking real. It. Yeah. It is. It, yeah. And that's why I hate it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And also Miss Gracie or whatever your name is, you're not a good teacher. Like that was piss oh, poor my- fucking management of children. I did not like that. Yeah, Miss Great, we need to talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to be, you need to have a conference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we kind of just dove straight into like all hey, of that. But that's yeah. fine. I mean, why don't we finish up with Elle? Because so we okay. do get that scene where afterwards the, <laughs> the mean kids who are so just like they're drowning in stonewashed denim. Like it's insane how much stonewashed denim they're wearing. Like they might as well just lay down on the concrete. I can't see them. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? I mean, Ugh. it's just so much. It's just so much. And that one kid is just fully head to toe. It's like a tuxedo. It's wild. <laughs> um, the looks in California in general are, I mean, I think they're going to be way more um, like your typical 80s kind of stuff because they're in California. Agreed. So they're like, you know, getting all of the hot popular shit. But anyways, this was, I have never felt so cringe from a show than watching Elle scream and put her hand out and try to use her power and nothing happened. Like, Tyler literally looked away and went under a blanket. It was <laughs> so fucking cringy, and I felt so bad for her. Me too. I mean, yeah, I, I just, bless her. That's, I mean, yeah, and, you know. For real. I, and that's going to be extremely, I mean, I don't have superpowers, even though I wished my entire <laughs> life I had them. Um, but that's gotta also be so odd for her because she does mm-hmm. possess it, but you know, like, so t- for that to not happen when that's what she was expecting, I mean, how, just it's, it's so layered on like, I was just going to say, it's just a whole other layer through. of having yeah. to move away from Hawkins, losing her father figure, having to go to this new high school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Um, well, while we're in that scene. I well, and with the class presentation, I really did love though that Elle looked to Will when she was starting to falter, and Will like kind of nodded his head and was kind of a little cheerleader for her in the background there. Their relationship is very sweet. I'm really yes, enjoying uh, this brother sister dynamic between the two of them. I wish she had run up a little sooner to like stop her from trying to use her non existent power on these cool kids, but yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Will's got a lot to learn himself, too. I mean, he was in the Upside Down for a very long time. That's so true. he's also Actually, that's a yeah. really good point, right? Like, I mean, I think he's probably more emotionally advanced than Elle, but 
Sure. You know, there's still some stuff there. Yeah. That kind of held him back. But what is going on with him? Because Elle says Will's been acting weird. And we know it's not the kind of weird that Jonathan has been acting because that's just weed. He's just stoned. (laughs) Will is not stoned, I think. And he's like working on some kind of painting. And I'm really very intrigued to see what's going on with him. Yeah, I I mean, be honest with you, I have no clue. Uh, the first thing that came Same. to my mind was like he's trying to harvest. Like this is so stupid, but just listen to what I was thinking. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna he's making a painting mm-hmm. that will will be able to transport us over to Russia and save Hopper. <gasps> I love that. I but that is exactly where my mind was like, it's a special painting, like Dorian Gray or something. Yes, I'm super into that. <laughs> Why not? Like. <laughs> Who knows? It's the final season. Who knows where it's going to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to just keep talking about more characters or? Well, I was going to say, let's stay in California for a minute and then yeah. we can move back over. Joyce, fucking love you. Like, we've talked about Encyclopedia Britannica yes. on the show. I flipped my lid when I figured that figured out that she was selling them. I was like, this is for us. <laughs> immediately when she was like yeah like uh, I mean it was within the first like few words I was like she's selling encyclopedias Mm -hmm. um but I love you know I obviously love Joyce and oh my god his name just went out of my mind what's his name her the the reporter guy yes the anyway is it Murray Murray yeah Murray that's it and I was screaming, too, because I love Murray. He's so fucking crazy, and yeah. I love that about him. So I love Joyce and Murray's relationship as well, like, as far as, like, how they feed off of each other. And so, anyway, the whole scene with her getting the doll, and he was like, did you undress it? I mean, it's just all of these <laughs> things. And I love the fact that he's having that kind of conversation. Yes. And he's emerging himself into a tub of ice. Yes. Yeah, it's just fucking, it's Murray, and I love it. Um, and then, of course, when she sees the, that ransom note is what I called it. But also, well, I used to yeah. do those things. Like when you made the little collage, like you cut things out of magazines and you make those little collages. Yeah, you make your serial killer collage. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. My mom tried to send me to the to the church pastor when I bought, bought all these books on serial killers. Um, no, but I love the fact that it was like, the note that Hopper's alive was like that in that format. Too. Yes. I was like, this is great. But of course I got so much, oh God, so much went through me when, you know. Well, uh, I, yeah, I love that yeah. phone conversation between Murray and Joyce because it's like just the way that this show, the the direction choices, I think is maybe what I'm getting at here. Like we start with basically the camera in the freezer when we transition and figure out that she's talking to Murray or been waiting for this phone call from Murray. And then we follow him as he's undressing and then is like, wait, can you undress the doll? And it's just, yeah, it's all really nice storytelling. I liked all that a lot. Same, same. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Jonathan. Listen, I am not trying to be ugly, but Jonathan Mm -hmm. is my least favorite character. I That's fair. I I just I don't know why I now don't get me wrong I like him okay like I like in the first season obviously like he yeah. was very important and I loved but I don't know like as the seasons have gone on I've just gotten so less interested in yes. Jonathan and Nancy and I'm just like can we I mean agree unless y'all are facing do something big I I don't really care why y'all aren't seeing each other over spring break. Like, I'm... I don't either. And honestly, to me, I feel like these conversations... So the one that we get with Nancy and her editor or whatever, and then Jonathan and his new friend Argyle. What did Elle call him? Funny friend? Funny weird friend or whatever. uh, Smoking smelly plants together. (laughs) It reminds me of when I could smell that, when I was a child and I could smell it upstairs. And I was wondering what my parents were up to. Um... (laughs) So the conversation, like, yeah, exactly. All these years later. (laughs) So the conversation between, yeah, Jonathan and Argyle and then Nancy and the editor, but then also the conversation between Steve and Robin earlier in the episode talking about how he's dating all these women, but doesn't really know what he wants. Like to me, this is setting up Nancy and Steve getting back together or, you know, Nancy cheating on Jonathan or something. But to me, that's what that's telegraphing because there's clearly a rift between Nancy and Jonathan. Yeah. Steve doesn't know what the fuck he wants. 
So I don't know. But boo hiss. I do not want Steve and Nancy back together. I want Steve. I want I think Steve, Steve can be better can do better for sure. I do too. But, and yeah. I just want him to keep being Steve. Like I will every every episode I want him to be talking about at least three or five different dates that he's been he's going on. I want him like cutting up with Dustin. I want him like, you know, cutting up with right. Robin. Yeah. I don't want Steve and Nancy. I don't want any of that. I'm sorry. That's fair. I'm and sorry. I mean, if Nancy wants to get with Steve, she needs to rethink her wardrobe choices because a man like uh, Steve is ma'am. not gonna be with whatever whatever these skirts and shirt combos are, I need it to I need it to quit. I don't know if she's getting advice from Karen Wheeler because did you see Karen Wheeler's fucking hair? Like <laughs> that house is wild. <laughs> Listen, that, you know what killed me was the fact that she had the sweatband on, but the bangs were over it. I was 100%. like, this is so She is giving I me pictured- Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical vibes. Physical. And I'm not L- mad about it, but... I love it because <laughs> I, I immediately flashed in my mind every one of my aunts, my mom, oh, like yes. everybody, yeah. my sister, yeah. like everybody during that time, I was like, holy shit. Yes, the bangs went over the sweatband. Of course. But listen, everyone, the sweatband is to pull the bangs back, okay? <laughs> yeah, but not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. Fashion over, what, what is it? Fashion, Fashion over, over function. function. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my little, like, mild theory that they're kind of setting up something between Steve and Nancy, but, you know. I, I'm, well, I mean, I don't really care to be all that honest. Like, I think I think they were. Uh, no, I still love Steve. I want to be clear about that. And I also found out that Joe Keery, who plays him, is 30 years old. So it's not weird that I'm fully in love with him and I can super crush <laughs> on him because we're not that far apart in age. They're Ooh. all legal now. OK, I know. We're thank goodness. Legal. So like, <laughs> I, yeah, I like, you know, whatever. Um, So now I can <laughs> reveal that I have. I love Finn. Like Wolfhart, listen, I understand that he's fucking in everything, guys. I know. And like, I know he's in a band and everybody's like, you do too much, kid. Oh, okay. I can't help it. He is the cutest. Like, he is just so cute to me. And I'm he just like. is so distinct and unique. Yes. Like, and that's what it nobody is. looks like him. No. Yeah. No. And I love it. And and I think he's a phenomenal actor as well. So I'm just like, he's legal. Yeah. It's cool for me to say these things. All right. Cougar town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's this is adult stranger things. It's like when Twin Peaks went to Showtime, we got adult Twin Peaks. We're in adult stranger things now. So and I'm it is what it, it is. Love Except it. the one who plays Will is still only 17. So we'll just, you know, watch out for that. Um, we'll we'll tread lightly. We'll reel it in for that one. Um, <laughs> so where were we at before I bombarded us with fashion choices? I guess just Nancy and oh, Jonathan. Just Nancy. But yeah. 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 And honestly, I could have just done without. I thought that scene was really cool, the way that they were talking to each one of their friends. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that was cool. That's and very great classic Stranger Things kind of back yeah. and forth, split screen type of scene. Yeah. I am here for Argyle, though, when he's like, 100%. give your regular a vacation and yes. get some hanky panky. Yeah. And I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. Like, what? When he comes up with the weeder, he's like, it's a weeder. Get, get it? it? I'm like, dude, we, okay. Like, we definitely get I'm it, here dude. For this. Yeah, he's great. But um, yeah, so that's really all I had about, you know, California. Obviously, right. you know, yeah. everything's going to be different there. And I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. But I was really most excited back in, in Hawking. So yeah. And I did love at the beginning when, you know, we have that letter from Elle Uh, catching us up with the California crew. And then that helps us transition back to Hawkins. But then as it, as the camera like pulled away, I was like, why is this boy in his underwear though? Like, (laughs) is this a weird like teenage pen pal porn thing? Like what's happening? (laughs) You need to put some clothes on. I think that's what he sleeps in. Listen, the amount of probably his pajamas for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of whitey tidies in this episode, I was like, Hey, excuse me. Hi. (laughs) Y'all don't, uh, Boxers weren't invented back in these days. Maybe I mean, not. listen. Maybe not. I, I, uh, I, some people prefer a whitey tidy. For me, it is cringe. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, seeing a, uh, yeah, seeing him in his, it was, it was child, weird. Can't weigh. <laughs> he can't weigh eighty pounds. I no. was like, soaking wet. You're eighty pounds, and you are in an undershirt and whitey tidies. I can't with this. He That's needs great. to wear like but... a few sweaters just to bulk up. I think. <laughs> Bless it. Bless it. <laughs> 
But I'm telling you, like, he would be the kid I would probably crush on, though, in high school, too, just because he's so, like, I mean, the Hellfire shirt, like, I... Oh, yeah. I just fucking love this. And You might have been, uh, like, in the same circles, right? Like, if you were playing D&D, I mean, pro- Yeah, you most know. likely. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have been at the um, laundry basket game, as uh, Eddie put it to us, so... It is really I don't know if jarring is the right word but unexpected for sure to see like Lucas so so different so all of us I mean I know they've been in school since September and we're coming to them at spring break so like March time but like it's just like him and Max have broken up he's he's still in the Hellfire Club but he's also doing this basketball thing but I gotta say He has really matured in a way that I didn't see coming either. Like the conversation with Max, I thought was so, I expected it to go in just a much different direction. Mm -hmm. And I was really actually genuinely pleased. And I was like, Max, you might want to think about getting this one back though. Listen, I'm into Lucas. I'm here to tell y'all right now. He's got a great fucking haircut in this season. uh, His his, uh, flat top is on point. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's kid and play. He's doing great. Um. I I loved this this Lucas and I yeah. kinda I'm I'm gonna say like I again I wasn't bullied, but I know that he he mentioned that when he was talking yeah. to Dustin and um Mike and I was like, okay, you know, I think it's it's fair. He doesn't want to quit being friends with them. I but what I think is not fair is him say, is him saying I can get y'all into the cool club and they're like we don't want to fucking do that you know but right. I could I I feel for for Lucas because he's ha- I think he's at that crux in his life where he's like okay I want to change I'm good at basketball obviously you know we see yeah at the end of the episode and he he's seeking that validation and. And that's fine. I mean, you know, I don't know how it's going to obviously play out for the remainder of the season, but I also couldn't help but to think of Steve, like in season one, like the, mm. the Steve that we first met. And yeah. I was like, as long as you don't go down that road, Lucas, like, but you maybe know, be Steve, a great hybrid. Steve turned out to be a really decent oh, guy, though, too. Yeah. So it's not such a bad path but to take. At first, but though, I for was sure. like, mm, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think this, that's why Steve. I was so worried, too, because you see Lucas is all of a sudden this jock, and I'm sorry, but... The all I'm calling him is basketball jerk, but Chrissy's boyfriend, like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And so when we hear that speech, yes, when he can eat too. When we hear that like opening speech, how he's using the tragedies of this town to fucking boost the basketball spirit, whatever. Uh, I was like, shit. So Lucas is on the team. This is going to be a huge change for his character. He's going to be kind of a dick, but he's really just himself and like trying to explore new interests and new identities. Like, I don't know. I I felt bad because like as an adult, I was like, well, listen, guys, like you're going to have different interests. Like if you guys want to go to Hellfire Club and he wants to play basketball, like that's cool. Like you guys can still hang out on the weekends or whatever. But I think when you're in that moment as a 14, 15 year old, it's everything. And the fact that they don't show up for the basketball game and that he doesn't choose the Hellfire Club, you know, over basketball. I think that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, it really kind of reminds me. I think it's very interesting because when Will came back from the upside down and he was trying to readjust and mm-hmm. he, all he wanted to do was play mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons with his friends. And I mean, they all got into that big argument where they're like, we're not kids and anymore. And Michael's like, we're not kids. What do you think we're going to do? Play board games all the time? Like, turns exactly. out. exactly. And turns out, hello, like you're in a fucking D&D club, which is cool and all. But I it, it was felt very hypocritical to me because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa now. When mm-hmm. Will wanted to still do these types of things with y'all. Yeah. You know, it. so I, there's a slight, I guess, parallel there as well. But sure. it's obviously going to be, you know, handled differently because they're older now. But yeah. Um, and Lucas not showing up did mean that we got to see Erica once Erica! again. Which Come was on, Lady such Applejack. a fantastic payoff <laughs> because... At the end of season three, we see that she's getting, you know, the hand-me-down of the D&D board game or whatever. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. She seems excited. We've known Erica was cool from the whole season. And then it paid off so quickly. And I really, really liked that. I'm here to tell you, I 
this is one of the probably only times I got excited about the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Sure. And it was only because <laughs> it was Dustin, Mike, yeah. and Erica with her flag around her yeah. neck and her D&D notebook or whatever, like walking down the hallway in slow-mo. I was like, yeah. It like, was badass. This, it was badass. Yeah, it fully and then the was. way she fucking owned all of them in the Ooh, club. Uh-huh. And I don't know what old one dude's name is, but he kind of, sorry, looks like Porky Pig. So I think you know who, which one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. But the facial expressions, I was like, <laughs> I mean, just all of it when they were going back and forth. Listen, it was chef's kiss perfection. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, I, and obviously I was more excited about her rolling the 20 on the dice than I was about. Oh, 100%. Game. Although I but thought I that was that nicely done. Yeah, Same. with the brother and sister. Sinclair wins on both sides. So that was great. It was but, a big um, night for the Sinclairs. Yeah, that was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I mean, like, I'm glad the D&D is still a part of the show because that was so central from the very beginning. I mean, we keep, like, naming these upside down people after, like, yes. D&D figures. So, like, that just seems to work. And then... Oh, I mean, I also really like that they're, I guess, did they touch on this before? I actually can't remember, but they're, that they're actually like addressing the whole like satanic panic of it all. I love it. Yes. Um, I'm so glad they are like, dude, this, like, this is when it was first starting, obviously. And I mean, in the early nineties, it was at a fucking like peak. And I mean, people were nuts and I am so glad that they are addressing it because it was such a big thing during this time period, you know, where it was like, you know, you're, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is satanic and Metallica is satanic music. And oh my God, you're goth. You have to be like sacrificing animals. Like this was such a big thing. I, for, I think in like a pop culture or like a cultural, you know, big time. Yeah. Thing that happened in my generation or our generation, at least, you know? So it's just like, I was, I was glad that they were reading the paper on that. And also that old dude in the chemistry lab was like 60 minutes would beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Like what? (laughs) I mean, I, I just hope that they use it somehow, like that it becomes more of a theme throughout the season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I'm also still trying to figure out, like, so why was Chrissy targeted by this I, I, yeah. upside down but or whatever? We're just going to call him. I'm going to I'm right now. I'm calling him Stranger Freddy. That's what I call it. Stranger Freddy. OK. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And like, was there is there some connection there somehow because I mean we can hear that when she's being haunted in the bathroom by like I don't know her mother I guess like is her mother still alive are her parents still alive what's what's the trauma there what's the grief and like she was her mother was definitely talking about like don't worry we'll take in the dress you little fatty or whatever like it wasn't like that but she was being very like fat shaming body shaming to her kid and So, like, does she come from, like, a Christian, like, religious-type home? I mean, I I think I'm kind of stretching to make these things work together, but I would like to see them somehow work together, so. Well, it was very interesting to me, the the verbiage, obviously, Mm -hmm. of of what Demon Mom was saying to her, because there was the part in the bathroom, but also at the end in Eddie's trailer... Um, she's at the sewing machine yes. telling her, yes. I'm letting it out, you know, or whatever. And I was like, why are we so focused on, like, Chrissy's body? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is this? I mean, and I know she's there, are being par- like- there are parents that are like that. But I was just like, what's the, tr- but what's the deal here? Like, yes. why? Like, yeah. that's obviously yeah. haunting Chrissy. And it's, like, part of whatever trauma she's moving through. But I, I guess that's, like, mainly my one issue. And maybe we get more as we move through the season. But, like, I wish that we knew a little bit more about Chrissy's backstory, maybe. Mostly just because yeah. I want to know what the fuck's going on. But Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, damn, through that bathroom scene, all I could think about was how gross it was and how many germs there were all around her. 
All around. I was like, man, get off the fucking floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're in a high school bathroom. Like, just oh, the most God. germs. Yeah. Um, yeah, at first I was wondering, like, maybe she was pregnant or something. But That's what I, that is what I thought, too. Coming out, because coming out of the counselor's office. Yes. And then. Yes. And then, obviously. Oh, I do want to go back to the pep rally. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But when we had pep rallies. <sighs> No one was up there talking about, I love you, babe. You're the love of my Pussy, life. Babe, that that, love you. This, when they do things like this, though, and this is just me being super nitpicky. I okay. know this yeah. about myself. But when they do things like this in movies or TV, like in a pep rally type situation, I'm like, bullshit. There is no, I went to several pep rallies throughout my high school years. Nobody even got on a mic. Like, the captains didn't even get on the mic and talk. Oh, it was interesting. Like, okay. We're here at a pep rally. Mm. I mean, and I've, I'm thinking that I went to a high school that is similar to the size of Hawkins. So I'm like, what, yeah, what probably, is this? Yeah, probably, right? Like, we were just in there and, like, the coach would give a speech and then we, the cheerleaders would do a routine and then we'd be so pumped for the game, you know. But that's, that's kind of like it. Like nobody was given like I love you babe speeches and I was like fucking vom gross. What is this? It was oh and Tyler very much wanted me to say that anybody that gets on a mic and tells the crowd to give themselves a round of applause is a fucking jerk. You don't trust Always. those people. So Always. There you go Tyler. Hey Tyler. <laughs> big ups. You're very right. Yes. But that guy, oh he's such a jabroni. Like he's just the worst. Um, Not a jabroni. Jabroni. Dwayne. All right, Dwayne Johnson in the rock. We've done this before. I say it because of Always Sunny. I know, but all (laughs) I can think of is wrestling. (laughs) Which, that's probably where they got it from, too. I'm sure. Like, that's definitely where those characters got it from. Oh, my God. Uh... Okay, well, let's let's keep talking about Chrissy for a little bit and what she sees when she goes into the woods, which is this clock ticking mm. inside of a tree. What is going on with this clock? Elle also, in her letter to Mike, says, we're kind of like time travelers in that way, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that this show is all of a sudden going to do time travel, but I am wondering if they're going to do something of, like, okay, it's it's really not fully formed in my head, but let me just like walk you through what's in my brain. Chrissy is dealing with some sort of trauma from her parents, specifically her mo- her mother being body shaming, fat shaming. We know that like m- something's up with Max. She's, you know, probably still dealing with the trauma of how Billy was killed and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about emotions being this like way that we can travel through time is there going to be like something in that way so like not literal time travel but Mm -hmm. looking at dealing with grief and trauma through that kind of lens is any Mm -hmm. of that coming across yeah no I I understand what you're saying and it would be very interesting if they did that and I feel like there's they've if it was to go that direction, the groundwork is there. I mean, sure. not just through Chrissy and Max, but I mean, it. it I feel like it's there through Elle as well. For I sure. Mean, Joyce, her, Will. I mean, it, it's uh, all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because for them in California, it's like the Hopper trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. and the grief and working through that, because up until Joyce got the note, they assumed he was dead. Mm-hmm. So. Working through that, obviously, and then you've got the trauma in Hawkins because that's where everything happened, and and so many people were affected by that. I mean, one thing that Bag of Dicks did say though is like, you know, you are, yeah remember the ones that we lost, and yeah. I was like, well, I mean, winning a basketball game isn't going to bring them back, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it would be interesting though. To, I would actually really love that now that I'm really thinking about it. And is that what Will is doing also? Because whatever he's working on, I mean, I know I said like a Dorian Gray type thing, but I mean, what if there was some way to channel? Will is connected to the Upside Down yes. for the rest of his life. Yes. He's been there. like, And so, the, is, the, so is Elle, for sure. Sure, like, yeah. sure. But looking at Will specifically yeah. and the fact that it's not out of the ordinary for him to be drawing things mm-hmm. and 
mm-hmm. things that he's seeing or things that whatever it may be. So it's very interesting that it's this was brought up in the first episode, but we don't see what he's actually painting there. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to know what's going on with Will. But I mean, yeah, the clock was just like so ominous and so weird. <sighs> like I that was I mean, that was moment, one of the big like um, standout yeah. moments for me. Well, in the moment, I mean, I was just thinking that it was like her projection. Like, obviously, she's being haunted by whatever mm. this thing is that we, I mean, we see it or not see it. I can't really tell. Like, it's so dark. But I was like, that's not somebody I want to meet in a back alley. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. But, no, thank you. Um, But she's obviously being haunted by this kind of demon. And yeah, I just... In the moment, thought it was a projection of like your time is really yeah, running out. Yes. And I like that too. And if it's just that, fantastic. I'll tell you something else that's interesting. I'm just here thinking about it. You know, in the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Klaus, mm-hmm. you know, all of them obviously have those powers, but Klaus really tried to suppress his. Through, like, substances. So, like, drinking, drugs, whatever it may be. He was trying to suppress that, um, you know, that special ability that he has. I thought about this, too, with her really wanting these substances from from Eddie. Right. And it makes me wonder if... I mean, obviously, we see at the end, again, I don't know if she's... I don't know if she's actually dead. I can't wait to actually watch the next episodes. But... It got her, but, you know, has she been suppressed? Like, how long has she been suppressing this for a while through the use of substances? And if so, like, what does that mean in the grand scheme of, like, mm-hmm. what this thing is? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. So not to not to Freddy Krueger this whole thing to death, but also it's like if you stay awake and you don't go to sleep, you can like you can you can right get away from him. Or yeah. Whatever, right. So it's kind of like. What well, is this? And yeah, I mean, she was looking for something stronger than weed. So what was she that? that for? Ketamine. But Special we K, also yeah. saw Max popping back a lot of Tylenol, which is obviously not Special K, but Well, was it Tylenol though? We don't know. That's another thing. Yeah. We don't know if it's Tylenol. Um, shit, what was I just about to say? Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, oh I oh, wish. Oh. That I had been filming my reactions to the first episode because when he said, I'll give you this half ounce for $20, I about, I about shit my fucking pants. <laughs> like I, like I literally, st- I stopped, I hit pause and I was just like <laughs> shaking my head at Tyler. Like what is happening? How, 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 how has inflation <laughs> brought the price up so much? Like, oh, it was okay. just a wild price. I was like, we need to time travel, stock <laughs> up, and then come back. Okay. <laughs> that was way over my head. I mean, because, like, I mean, weed is legal here. So, like, I only know dispensary prices. But I'm just like, but well, it's so I'm much more. To- like, it's crazy. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, you can get, like, like three pre-rolls for like 35 or 40 bucks. I mean, so. That's not half an ounce though. Well, I know. Half but an I'm ounce just saying, is a good amount. <laughs> I guess I don't know measurements. Okay. So okay. let's add that in well, the column of things that Mel doesn't um, know. <laughs> another little peek into my high school life. I did deal weed when I was in high school. So. Okay. Whoa. Uh, are we out of the statute of limitations here? Yeah, I don't really care. I it's legal so. now. Okay. I mean, also, <laughs> please, you know, free everybody that's in prisons. Let's get on this. Come like, on. Enough already. Jesus don't Christ. Don't get me on prison reform Oof. for for drug for marijuana. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I was aware at least of prices back then. Let's say in like two thousand four. So. You know. Okay. Okay. So very different because I mean, in high school, we it, it's just somebody would show up with it and we'd smoke it. Like I never. Oh, that's nice. I never actually bought any, right. but I I know my friends did buy them, buy it somewhere. But mm-hmm. it it was always well, somewhere, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I myself continued that pattern until I moved here where it was legal. And then I went the first time I went into a dispensary, I was like, wow. 
<laughs> this is nice. So you have like a it's fucking such a warehouse full now. of yeah. yes. It is like yeah, you can. And here's the daily special. Like buy you know three or buy four pre rolls, and we'll throw in this whole pack of edibles. And sure. it's, it's a crazy yeah. world. Yes, yeah. It is not meeting um, in the woods with a D and D What do they call it? Master, whatever he is, like this death metal kid uh, with master, his like old yeah. ass fucking lunchbox. I'm pretty sure that's box, a Van Halen. Yeah, no, I think that was a Van Halen like metal lunchbox, which makes it even Very cute. better. Yeah, I, that's why I love him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, different times. Um, <laughs> Much different times, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, okay, I can see what you're saying now. See, I, that's why I'm not good with like, I don't know what an ounce, a brick. Gotcha. Which, I only know yeah. these terms from sure. like watching true crime documentaries. You know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> I'll be your true crime I, documentary this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a, a brick of whatever was found in this trunk. And I'm like, a brick? <gasps> like a brick you build a wall with? Yeah. What? Yeah. Pretty, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah. Depending on what it is, but. And let's not yeah. get it twisted. I was not doing anything apart from marijuana. That's, you know, that's where I draw yeah, the lines. It's... So for me, <laughs> okay. I don't care what anybody else does. I really don't. Yeah. But. yeah. Okay. What else? What else? Um, let's, I want to talk about Dustin for just a minute. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We, all, we already knew. Okay. <sighs> Steve and Justin. Uh, easily hands down. Always my favorite characters. It really amplified, obviously, in like the when when the babysitter, so the bat yeah. came into play, yeah. and then their whole relationship last year or last say last year, sorry, last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love them, but Justin is amazing, and little honey buns, his girlfriend. <laughs> everybody, this is why you make a password that cannot be easily hacked. I mean, Tigers eighty six, yep. the mascot and the year. Yep. Whoever did the password on the account or like the grade keeping at that school, their record keeper needs to be fired. Okay, But even that <laughs> is such a different world because they probably like well, that too. password was probably pretty secure at that point. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're I right. like, you know, it was so early on. But I love how, you know, she she's like, I'll repent later. I love this relationship because he is so different from her. So different. I, w- I hope we get to see them together at some point, like yeah, not just too. on the phone. But even that was interesting that there was a little Jesus statue and we're talking about this whole like satanic mm-hmm. panic thing. And I don't know how Susie would come into play with all of that, but just, you know, a nice little thematic through line there. But yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing we really haven't gotten into is kind of the opening sequence. Yeah, the opening was very heavy, obviously due to recent, uh, very recent things that have happened, you know, here in the States. But I mean, also that unfortunately is also something that is a, uh, it feels like a, it doesn't feel like a one-off anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but Mm -hmm. I... I am very interested in what exactly happened here at the facility in was it seven it had to be 79, right? Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. But um because I I don't know why I mean Well do you why think it's connected? Oh, and I don't think it was I think we're gonna find out I don't it wasn't was L, but that's she that's was what trying I'm to protect Stop everybody something. and she couldn't um but what and to me it unfortunately i mean it looks those poor babies looked the same as chrissy did at the end of the episode yes. so i do think it's somehow connected also it would be super weird if they opened the season with that and then it had like no connection to anything think- in the rest of the episode yeah. like i mean unless they're setting up something with l but it it feels like that would be such a weird disconnected Would not thing. That, yeah. Right. Um, so I do think it's got to be somehow connected with what we saw happen to Chrissy. And if Elle was trying to save everyone, couldn't, but then why did this creature stop and not kill her? Like what was, what was the reasoning there? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's, I, I agree. Obviously I, do not think that Elle did that at all. And I was like, it's kind of shitty for, is is it Dr. Brennan? Is that uh, his name? Brenner, uh, Brenner, I think. Brenner, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, for him to immediately be like, what 
did you do? I mean, like, fuck that guy. I hate him yeah. anyway. But yeah. But, but it was interesting to see way- him with 10, though, right before that, because he seemed very like, I'm not going to call this person kind because they're holding children hostage to experiment yeah. on them. But he was very like gentle and like just nicer than we've seen him with Elle. Mm -hmm. But I assume everything we've seen was after whatever this was. So. Yeah. 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 I also thought, because I I know when he got on the phone, it, I always watch everything with subtitles, but I'm sure you could hear it also, but it said gunshots, you know, but I thought to myself, does it like, if Elle did, she wouldn't have done that with a gun, A. If there's something about the way that they looked also, I mean, it would, I guess what I'm trying to say without being, I mean, without, while still trying to be respectful of, you know, this was obviously a mass shooting or whatever, but it just didn't look like gunshot wounds. So it was very, yeah. And it was. So I was like, who's shooting gun? Like, were they like, there's obviously a lot there that we don't know because it's, they just gave us what they gave us in the opening. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, yeah, we're meant to surely, be questioning what the fuck's going on. But, right. Yeah. Right. But uh, but that was that was hard. I could, and also, I mean, yeah, to be fair about Dr. Brenner. He was very hurt, too, obviously, to see all of those children, you know, like that. I mean, the, he picked up, I guess that was 10. Right. And held him and. All that. I mean, but also it made me wonder, like, well, are you sad because they're gone or because all of these experiments that you were doing, you can't do anymore? I think I think that's the reason. Yeah. And I hate that. Like that fucking. Because why did he just immediately think it was L? I mean, he obviously knows what kind of powers this kid has. But like, I don't know. Why would you jump to that conclusion? Like, I don't know. You didn't see shit happening. So I don't know. Yeah, lots of questions around also, that. Also, Tin didn't mention her at all. Nope. Like when, when exactly he was like, look in on what was it six and the other like the, and the other doctor. doctor. Like, yeah, yeah. L was never mentioned in any of this. So yeah, like what is this? Because obviously, from the first episode of season one, like we we know there's obviously a hostile relationship or like yeah. whatever it is it is going on with L and this doctor. But mm-hmm. yeah, something. There's something else there, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And I do know, I mean, do you want to know the title of episode seven? Oh, I, I, yeah, I've seen all the titles, but you can tell it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like the massacre at Hawkins Lab. So I feel like we're at least going to go back there before we have to break for the second part of the season, which can we just bitch and moan about that Uh, for a second? Seven episodes and then two? Why? Why? Like, I'm not mad about it being split. And honestly, I'm loving these extended run times because let's face it, this is about to be all over forever. Yeah. So let's let's fucking drag it out as long as you want. Like, I would have been happy if they went weekly all of a sudden and gave us one episode a week. How fucking right. convenient would that be for damn fine TV? Gee, that would be nice. <laughs> but I mean, seven and then two? Ugh. Which... I guess that's a good place to say for our coverage of Stranger Things, we had thought, oh, we'll just do, you know, the two halves of the seasons in chunks. Like, we'll do one episode for each half, but they're not halves. So uh, we decided to talk about episode one for one episode, and then we're going to do episodes two, three, and four. Uh, first, it'll be an exclusive video for our Bookhouse Babes patrons. And then at some point, a week, a week and a bit after that, it'll become available just in the audio format for everybody else. And then at some point, mid to late June, we're going to do an Instagram live for, uh, I guess, episodes five, six, and seven. And then we'll do another live in July at some point for the final two episodes. So yeah, we're stretching yeah. it out, too, which I'm actually really happy about in the end, because, again, it's going to be all over soon. So, yeah, I mean, I I will tell you this for like, quote unquote, regular shows. And I'm like right now I'm in my mind thinking about The Walking Dead. I fucking hate mid-season I, I listen yeah I, I know. know that there needs to be and a break I understand it. yeah 
I get it, right? And I know it's because you do so many episodes. That's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. But personally, I hate it, okay? That's just me. Also, I'm fairly certain we'll be on a big cliffhanger, you know, at the last one of this before the next two come out. And I'm, I'm, I don't like that either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, and I don't, I guess, yes, thank you for the extended run times. I am very grateful for that. Yeah. However, I... I don't understand the splitting unless like where we're splitting it at, unless it's just like, I mean, the, the finale is going to be so huge that, yeah. it's, you know, I mean, maybe we'll look back and we'll be like, that was actually a really smart way to split up the and season. Probably we but, will. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's true. I don't know why we're not trusting these people that have made great television for a number of years now. So whatever. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's our nature. We have to question every move. That is correct. On the, on TVs, on the part <laughs> of TV. Yes. We're here to cross-examine. We the, need to know why. The witness. <laughs> um, um, I did put out a call for, like, listener feedback. So I know we got at least okay. one response. So I am just checking our email and stuff. But I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. I mean... I will say I am. I know going back to like Nancy and Jonathan, I am curious to know what the issue is there, but it's not high up on my list, obviously. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So we did. So Alyssa just sent us a quick little note, which I found super funny. So she says, I had a brief moment during episode one where I thought, oh, shit, it's all fake. It's all just an intense D&D game from Hellfire Club. And we're seeing the storyline play out, but none of it has really been happening. These freaking nerds have made all of this up. And she says, and then and then my blood pressure went up and I will riot if this is true. <laughs> oh my God. Well, A, and so, uh, I will too. Yes. I So I responded, oh my God, I love this. And she said, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love it and don't love it at the yes, same time. Yes, um, I Like, I love that that's where her mind went. I mean, what a... Like, that would be way worse than an ending that's like, it was all a dream, you know? Like, okay, that would be way worse than if they painted a true, like, if if something true was revealed about L that was like very dark and sinister or something. I right. don't know. Right. Uh, but th- yeah, like, I would rather see that kind of ending versus, um, some like all of a sudden them them being like aha it's just been a simulation yeah yeah oof oh boy I would smash the TV probably I think that would make a lot of people mad but yeah 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 so thank you Alyssa I loved I really had a good laugh about that so thank you for sharing but yeah I mean I think we went I think we dove pretty deep on episode one Uh, yeah we got everything. Except my last note is it's boobies. So I guess we can end on that. Boobies. And dear listener, if you also like boobies, maybe you also like this show. Maybe that means you want to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Also, maybe this is your first time listening to Damn Fine TV. If so, I hope you listen to the intro music that introduces our names because we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) I'm having an identity crisis. (laughs) <laughs> well, we kind of fixed that by just putting it in the intro, like you know, in the actual music yeah, for, yeah. to see the, the show. So, but uh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, welcome if it's your first time, and we hope you're enjoying Stranger Things. And you know, you can come come hang out with us on Instagram. We are at Damn Fine TV. You can also find mm-hmm. me at Damn Fine Witch. You can find me at Superficial Mel's. Um, and then, like we mentioned earlier, we do have a uh, rockin' Patreon. You can find that, obviously, patreon.com slash TV. Um, we've got three tiers to choose from. And, um, yeah, we we have a Discord. Uh, we have some swag that we send out. Um, we do monthly hangouts. And uh, we do video podcasts that are available over there. So all kinds of fun stuff uh, going on. We We have a video of each of us torturing our significant others by barking at them. So lots of fun things going on over there. Yeah. Check that out and sign up. So yeah, always a good time. And like we said, you know, the next couple of episodes are just going to be exclusive for Patreon for the first little bit. So if you're thirsting for some stranger things content, head over there and see what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. I can't wait to talk about the next ones with you. 
<sighs> I can't wait to watch them. Yes, okay? I know. Listen, I know. You I got to go do my rewatch. Yeah. 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 Well, I so. mean, I just dove in on Friday because, you know, we had the day off and it was going to be Stranger Things Day. And like I said, we were thinking we were going to cover so many all at once. So I just I went for it. But yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we we'll will catch y'all on next the, time. Hopefully not the upside down. <gasps> I don't know, but we'll be right back. <gasps> Or will we? What song is that? I don't know. Anyway, cut it. Cut that.